Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday, everybody. How you all doing? And by you all, I mean Kevin. (laughs) Oh, how are you doing? I always think there's so many other people here, but you're all listening to us, which makes me so, so happy. I'm doing my wonderful, my friend. I am home. It is a little chilly out. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Has your ear popped yet? Oh, yes, Kevin. It is popped. Thank you for asking. Folks, I had a cold and I flew with a cold, which you're not supposed to do. And my ear did not pop. Folks, one more time. My ear did not pop. I could not hear anything. And you know, when your ear doesn't pop, it screws up your equilibrium. (laughs) So literally all day, I kept walking on a diagonal. And a couple of times, I might have hit a wall. And then, yeah. and then, you know what I did that night? One of our good, li- one of our good friends, who's been helping us a, l- a lot with this podcast, Chad Campbell. We watched Sweet Charity together. I'd never seen it before. It was he never seen it before? It was our first time watching it. Let me tell the you movie. something. The movie was Shirley MacLaine. Let yeah. me tell you something. When your equilibrium is screwed up, those like <laughs> diagonal shots or Dutch angle shots, not very helpful to you. No, I was a little seasick, but it was such a, it was such a good movie, and. I didn't realize this, that yeah. one of the women in um, uh, Sweet Charity is also the woman who plays the maid that gets fired on the Golden Girls. That is so specific, Rob. Can you be even more specific and tell me which maid from which episode? Yes. So, folks, I um, – <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember her name. But um, she is the Caribbean – she speaks with a Caribbean dialect. Yes. And she comes in and they get rid of her. And then they think that like she's put a curse on them because all of a sudden they have all of these ailments, yep. right? Yep, yep. But that yep. actress, yep. Yep. I was watching. Like this week, yeah, I was watching. This week, I'm like, why does she look so familiar? And I, I said, is that the woman from Gold? And sure enough, it was. Bingo, Bingo. Paula Kelly. Well, Paula I'm Kelly? really glad that you watched Sweet Charity. <laughs> The Bob Fosse <laughs> movie, in order to remember a bit player <laughs> and Golden Girls with and and it, with the movie was Robert 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 um, uh, Ricardo Montalban. Was oh, of it? course, yeah, from Fantasy Island, which made yeah. me then wonder why wasn't Hervé Villachez considered for the role of Charity? You know, uh, well, I, yes, he could have been Charity. He could have been, you know. <laughs> Oscar? <laughs> no. Oh, actually, he'd be a funny Oscar in the elevator scene. Char- charming. He's he would be he come in with his little bow tie. Miss Dorothy, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's not be it. I'm the bravest individual uh, I have ever met. Oh I'm the, please belong to me, sweet charity. What do you mean? I'm getting replaced by Michael Rupert. Exactly. It's an yep. 86 revival joke. You're we welcome. Like, we like them niche. You're welcome. He could have been charity, too. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. my friends could see me now. No? No. Okay, well, you know what? He's, he'll, he'll try. He'll do it. Maybe Man of La Mancha. Maybe he's going to Man of La Mancha. <laughs> How was he not Sancho at the Kenley Players <laughs> in... In 71. I mean, I ask you. Because Paul Lynn probably beat him out for it. (laughs) That's true. Oh, now we're getting really niche. Okay. I got an impossible dream. 
<gasps> do I have a favorite thing? How do you? Dare you? Oh, I do, folks. Let me tell you something. Oh, I'm excited, Rob. We have, you know what it is. I'm going to tell the story, folks. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. Picture it. Mm. New York, 2019. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paula Brown is here. Um, she's put a curse on us. So, I, I okay. I in two hundred and one episodes of doing this, the one thing that Kevin and I always pride ourselves on is we might bump into each other and be like, "Oh my god, wait till Thursday! I've got a thing for you." But we never tell anyone. We don't tell each other. It's important not to tell each other. And I had one picked out this week that I was like, "This is going to be very nice, and this is going to be very noble. I'll do it next week." Um, and I was like, "But, but, but," I was flipping around, and somebody was like. Have you ever seen <clears throat> the Jackie Mason music video that was never released? What, and you may I, ask? And I said, what do you mean a Jackie Mason music video that was never released? It that sentence makes no sense to me when, I, when you said it to me, now, Rob. It, it made no sense at all. Now, Jackie Mason, if, you, if you're unaware of this pod, <laughs> on this podcast at this point, Jackie Mason is a very famous stand-up comic who came from the Borscht Belt. He was a cantor. Um, before he gave that up, he was probably most famous for his little kerfluffle with Ed Sullivan, where Ed Sullivan accused him of giving him the finger on the air, which he did not do. And then he came back in the 80s and had this marvelous stand-up career, um, and he's still working today, God bless him. The big thing we like about Jackie Mason is, is if you go to any diner in Midtown, this could be Westway Diner on 44th and 9th, or it could be Applejack Diner on 55th and 7th, no matter where you go, there's always a Jackie Mason table. This is a table that Jackie sits at facing out, so that way if you're passing by on the street, you can see Mr. Mason, and you can wave to him, and he might wave back to you. I will tell you this story. One time I was in Route 66, which is this tiny little diner on 9th Avenue that nobody's ever in, and Jackie Mason walked in. And I was like, it's just me and Jackie Mason. And I was like, I'm going to have enough balls. I'm going to walk up to him, and I'm going to say to him, I said, Mr. Mason, I am so sorry to bother you, but I just want you to know I think you're one of the most brilliant comedians that's ever lived, and I just want to thank you for all the years of joy that you've given me. And he said, and I quote, bother, why should that bother me? you telling me that I'm good. That's not a bother. That's a blessing. Sit. And we sat down and we talked for about half an hour. Now, Are you lying? Are you lying? I swear to God, that's a true story. Now, there's another part of this I'd like to add. One of my favorite movies is Caddyshack 2. Not Caddyshack Same. 1, Caddyshack 2. Although Caddyshack Same. 1 is pretty funny. Now, I didn't realize, but Kevin loves it too. And we realize that we share not only a love of musical theater, but also a love of Caddyshack 2. So Jackie Mason <laughs> is a big part of this of this podcast, whether we realize it or not. So anyways, what's the fun what's, what's the fun, the fun, fun It's someone who falls in the bathtub and bites the bubbles. <laughs> this I should know. Your Jackie Mason, Rob, is truly the greatest impersonation you've ever done. It's You don't have to tell me that I'm good. Look at that. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once again, you hear that? The Jew is being told that he's good. I'm getting validated. Why do I need validation from him? Who the hell is he to tell me that I'm good? I know I'm good. You're all sitting there paying $80 to watch me be good. He's got to tell me. Thumbs noon. <laughs> oh my god. Oh so my god. anyway. Yeah, so, no, you're right. So we have that in common. We do. That's a so thing. I so anyway, I was like a Jackie Mason music video. What is this? Well, folks, it is on YouTube. I, I am pretty sure this was never released. It also links into some Broadway history. The song is called Amor. M-A-O-R, the Spanish way of pronouncing it, Amor. Um <laughs> <laughs> 
And it was written by Paul <laughs> Paul Jabara. Now, Paul Jabara, we know because uh, musical theater, he performed in Hair, he performed in Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, but his his musical, Rachel Lily Rosenblum, and Don't You Ever Forget It, which is a notorious you cult know, favorite. Cult favorite. Left, unfortunately, left us way too soon at the age of 42 because of the AIDS crisis. Um, right. But some of his greatest songs are things like Last Dance, right? Last Dance. The last mm-hmm. dance. It's raining men. Yeah. Mm. Disco favorites. Disco. Fa- enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, Barbara. Okay. So mm-hmm. he is the one who decided to write a more for Jackie Mason. Now, Jack, this music video. <laughs> I don't even know how to do. I'm going to try to walk you through this as best as possible. So here's the I whole would, point of this. Story. I would like to say pause and just go watch it the, and just come go back watch it. if you, you can. Exactly. Pause us. Go YouTube Jackie Mason music video. Right now. Okay. I'm going to give you a second. Yep. Okay, your your second your second is over. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, a <laughs> second as opposed to eighteen minutes, like the eighteen minute gap. <laughs> Everyone says to me, "You shouldn't pick John Richard Nixon. He's got uh, phlebitis. It's not phlebitis. It's syphilis. It's not phlebitis. It's syphilis. You can't screw twenty million people and end up with phlebitis." <laughs> Look at that. He's laughing. He's laughing. He looks at his wife to laugh. Am I funny? He's not. Not, not funny. Not funny. <laughs> I mean, the Catskills. I can do. I can do his. Okay. I can. I can do his oh entire act for you. All right. um, so anyway, now you've watched this music video. If you right. haven't watched the music video, it starts off with Jackie Mason wearing a salmon pink suit and a sombrero and a little mustache, and a, and he's holding a card, and it says like Maestro Mason, uh, Professor De Amor, meaning. A professor of love and he's st- then it turns into like a benny hill sketch he's he's standing in front of a group of teenage girls in like school uniforms catholic catholic school, school girl outfits you which guys. i didn't even notice like, it's catholic so don't no, you no, like no, the it's, contrast it's, it's full-on schoolgirl uniform cliche it's yes. that like middle-aged businessman 80s fantasy which never made any sense to me do you know what i'm talking about like the catholic oh, school yes. okay cool so and they're they're conjugating verbs in Spanish, and then the wall breaks down, and he comes in, and he does like weird dancing with them, which I think in song, to, in, in song, song, conjugating in song, Con- not like in dialogue, in song. It's part of the lyric, and it makes no sense. Amor, I'm going to rap amor, and then the girls get so hot and bothered by Jackie Mason being so sexy that they rip off all their clothes and they chase him into a jungle and tie him up and then have their way with Jackie Mason. This is one of the most bizarre music videos I've ever seen in my life. He gets scared of them. Remember, he gets he, he like gets, starts to run away. He's like, oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. They're coming after me. Look at all the shikses. They're running after me. I have to yep. run. Yeah, that's right. And they go right after him. They tie him up. It's the one of the most bizarre. Watching him dance, I have never seen any dancing. I thought I was a bad dancer. This man is like on the one and the two and a half. <laughs> I think of Caddyshack too when they do the tango. But yes, oh, you're when right. He does the tango and he throws out his bag and goes. <laughs> we're the only we're the only two people that know it. Yes, exactly. What? First of all, his 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 tango with <laughs> Diane Cannon in Caddyshack that that should have won an Oscar. There should have just been a special Oscar for that. Right, that's it's one of those brilliant things you've ever seen. That whole fucking movie is good. For that, yep. Jonathan, Jonathan Silver, Silverman, Jonathan Silverman, yep. whatever yes. happened to him? He was such a Randy, talented actor. Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid before he went bonkos. 
Oh, yes. Robert Stack. Dan Aykroyd. Yes, I know. I know. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase does show up in it, right? He has a little feature, yes, as the owner of the the club. He sells it. Yeah, Ty owns the club at that point. That's right. (laughs) Literally have gone into crazy territory. So so anyway, so this music video, folks, if you need a good laugh, just type in Jackie Mason music video and get ready to laugh. I don't know. It's worth it. It is so worth it. It is so – my jaw – I laughed at first, Rob, and then I – I, I, my jaw was on the floor. I was open mouth agape for about two oh, minutes because I yes. could not believe that when they started taking off their clothes, and I thought, "Oh my god, I can't believe that they're doing this. This is this is happening right now." And then he does his little Jackie Mason shimmy and shows off a little more. I mean, it's just it's absurd. It's I absolutely absurd. And it's but it's funny and it's entertaining and you guys got to watch it. <laughs> and so anyway, like I said before, the, the reason I brought all this up was because I, I've ne- in 201 episodes, I've never told Kevin what I was going to do on a Thursday. And last night I came across this and I'm like, you need to watch this before we talk about this tomorrow because you're not going to believe me. <laughs> you're not going to believe me. And I'm happy. I'm happy that you oh, watch every wonderful yeah. six minute and 46 seconds Boy, of this weird. music video. And you can, it must've been bad in the eighties if they're like, we're not releasing it. Think of what got released. That was so bad. This was so bad that they were like, we can't release this. Well, and I'm going to nerd out on you a little bit. Like you can see the, cause you're making a film right now. Uh, you can see the punch clock of when they, the edited things. Yes. So you can see, you can see like the footage of like, Oh, they spliced this in between this other moment. They really did set out to create this awkward, crazy, weird thing. Cause you can see how they, how they spliced it all together with the editing. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's beyond anyway. Oh it's, boy. It, it's, it's eighties riffing. So please watch it. Kevin, what is your favorite thing for this week? Oh, my I, friend? I wish mine was as funny as yours, but mine is, mine is neither a, a show, although it is connected to a show. Uh, it is neither a YouTube clip or a recording. It is a it's, a, it's a documentary actually. Now I must confess that I'm sorry that this is a documentary that is unlimited viewership. So you have to be an HBO Go member in order to watch this documentary. I stumbled upon it the other night, and it just it, I was completely glued to it the entire time because um, I think that this it's a documentary about a location, a theater, a very famous theater uh, in New York City, uh, and and it was just I was just riveted thinking about all of the people that have gone through it. There have been theatrical productions that have gone through it, and it's just a very special place. And this is the Apollo Theater uh, on oh, 125th Street yes. in Harlem. And the documentary is just simply called The Apollo. Uh, it's a, it was just made in them last year, uh, and it's the, uh, Roger Ross Williams uh, directed it, and he um, he wrote a short. He got one actually won an Oscar in 2010 for a best short film uh, for called uh, Music by Prudence. But it's just this beautiful documentary about the 85 year history of the Apollo Theater. Um, and I know the uh, my first interaction with the Apollo Theater was when I graduated college in 2002. Uh, there was this big uh, sort of, I don't want to call it a musical. Do you remember the musical Harlem song? It was, it was a, it was a, it yes. was a, it, it, yes. I, I don't want to call it a review, but it was, a, a, it definitely was a predecessor to what George C. Wolf did with Shuffle Along, which we talked about in an episode that you're going to hear on Monday um, about the last decade when Shuffle Along happened. But um, George C. Wolf directed this Harlem song. And so that was my first time ever going to 125th Street, going into this historic theater, the Harlem, uh, the Apollo Theater, and seeing Harlem song with Savion Glover, I think choreographed it. And uh, it was George C. Wolf directed it. And it was the history of 
the theater uh, of, mm. of the Apollo Theater, uh, told in song. Now, other people know the Apollo Theater because of Amateur Night, which when I was growing up, that was a late night show that was on, I think, every Wednesday night. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, it was a, a, a talent night. Yeah. Uh, and famously, like Ella Fitzgerald was, this has been going on for decades, literally, this Amateur Night. And so many, I mean, the list of stars, you could just Google it, uh, is infinitely long of people who were discovered by doing uh, Amateur Night at the Apollo Theater. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald in 1934 was is talked about in this um, uh, a documentary. So the documentary talks about the history of the Apollo Theater and gives all of the the great Motown people and Aretha Franklin and just just legends after legend that is Smokey Robinson, the people that were got their start or performed at this historic theater. And then also, you know, much like my theatrical experience, there was another side to it, uh, um, you know, a theatrical side to it. Um, and they they parallel the story of the history of the theater with uh, a production, in, which actually happened in 2017, probably when this was made, of uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, the, uh, the great author of his book Behind, uh, Between uh, the World and Me. Uh, and it was a concert, theatrical, poetic adaptation, you might call it, a stage adaption of his of his book. Uh, and it was cool. spoken word. So you see the rehearsals of this um, production on top of the history of the theater. So you kind of get to see where the theater has become and where it started. And of course, through that, I mean, the theater was not always successful. There was, it was very successful, of course, um, you know, in the thirties, forties, fifties, you know, when you had all these great artists and then it went almost was bankrupt. It was bankrupt in 1981. And that's when the state of New York city uh, bought it uh, 10 years after that in 1991. So it is actually owned by the state of New York. It's a non-for-profit uh, institution now. Um, and I think uh, it's a Listeners, I mean, I'm sure most of you have been there, but if you have not been there, please go. You can take tours of it. It's a really, it's it's a really special, special historical place, and it created so much art, um, uh, diverse art, and it gave the voice to an African, the African American voice for so long. Um, and yeah, it's this really special documentary, and I would definitely check it out. And I live ten blocks away, folks. So after after you go to see the Apollo. <laughs> Ring a ding ding. Ring a ding Call ding. Call up Rob. On Call on on Robbie. Robbie. You can come in. I'll 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 do impressions of Jackie Mason. You just name a musical, and Jackie Mason will sing it for you. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You guys are excited. You're welcome. <laughs> so you get do- you get a, d- a double treat. Um, the Apollo is an amazing, amazing facility. Um, and you're right. I think you know. I hope that when people come to New York and they take tours in New York, they just don't stay in like the Midtown area or the Downtown area. Come come up to us because the history here is so rich and so wonderful. And the Apollo Theater, I think, is a is a really really good symbol of that. So I'm going to watch this documentary. I, I see. I saw it on it. HBO, but so I haven't watched good. it yet. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Do you um do you know when it was built? Like in the twenties? Earlier than that? Probably. Probably. You know, I I think it was a nineteen thirties house. I would I would like Google it right now, but I don't want to waste time because we don't edit these uh no, no, <laughs> these podcasts. That's okay. No, um, I think no, but that's but it's a it's a good documentary and I'm sure there's lots of great archival footage in there and stuff. But I I remember yeah, the Italian night at the Apollo thing was huge. I feel like when I was growing up in California, nineteen thirteen, nineteen thirteen. Okay, nineteen thirteen, nineteen fourteen. Great, it's a it's a brilliant building. It's a beautiful building. So good, yeah. Go go go. Good good. I'm so I'm you can so, take tours. I mean, they they give tours of it. You can. It's 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 a historic old theater that has just been in steady use. 
okay. for decades. Yeah, you know? well, that's that's fantastic. I, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I think because I would like to. I love a documentary. I really do. And that's yeah, me too. And and I'm I'm uh, yeah. And HBO puts out some really good ones. So there's a lot of great art. And you know, I think our our little art form is getting a lot more recognition lately. And there's been more uh, documentaries put out there. So it's 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 a good time to be the, the studying are, theater. The arts are cool again. The arts are cool again. You know, actually, um, not this upcoming Monday, but the Monday after that, um, Kevin and I are doing a um, uh, end of the decade look back at both plays and musicals. And one of the things we were talking about on our on our musicals one is it seems like in the in th- this decade alone, um, because of social media and the accepting of uh, th- things like Hamilton and Book of Mormon, suddenly musicals are cool again and theater is cool again. And so all of these people are now trying to like get a little sense and a little taste of all the wonderful things that have been happening in the live theatrical community. So I think that's, I think it's wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. This was a good decade for us. I agree. I, I agree wholly. And yeah. I, I, the art, you know, it, when I was in high school and then in college, I remember the arts were being steadily cut. You know, that's the first thing that's cut from every budget. Yeah. And I will forever fight for the fact that I do believe that the arts are like the, the counterbalance to the other stuff that goes on in life and that you need the arts and you need, you, you need these kinds of places and everyone is a better person because, because of it. So it's not the thing you should cut first. It should be the thing you cut last. But yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, cut I don't math. know how I got on that, but yes. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean that. Don't cut Just math. Don't cut anything. We need math. All right. Math. Remember when they used to tell you, the, parent, the, the teachers would tell you, uh, you know, you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket. Remember that? Do you remember that when I you're in math, oh, well, I and they were like, you have to know this stuff because you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. Oh, no, I don't remember that. I remember that they were like, oh, buy this TI-85 because that's required. And then I just read an article about how Texas Instrument you oh, know, yeah. put a whole thing on you know, trying to get people to buy their dated calculators just so they can make a profit. You know, oh, I, yeah, that was exactly – that was the whole thing. They had a whole big fucking deal with the school. Because they were the first computers. Those are the first computers that we ever had. I used to play video games on my TI-85 I, in 1999. That was – there was no computers then like the way we have them now the personal little handheld computers. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. So th- th- thank you for listening to another episode of old men complaining about the past. <laughs> next week. Like two, join us two for cur- We're just watching the thing. <laughs> join us next week for cursive. What the fuck? Um, which, which will be a next, our next. Episode. What's cursive. What's cur- <laughs> cur- You know what? You need to know cursive. You need to learn how to sign your fucking name. You need, oh. you need, you need to, you need to learn how to sign your name. You don't need to. Know, you need to be a goddamn expert in cursive. You need to learn how to. Whoa, sign your whoa, name. whoa! Aggressive. I'm just saying. What you do? What are you going to teach your kid how to do cursive? I don't know. What you didn't think of this? I'm just I'm teaching him how to sleep right now, Rob. That is where we are right now. Teach him cursive. Just, go to sleep. sleep. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, oh, are, are you going to post a photo? Did you, you want to tell everyone what, what, what Crawford did today for we the first time? We saw Santa this morning. It was really exciting. Now, I got to tell you, I saw that photo. He's not crying. Was he good? Was he it was, was it was it was an easy transition? Right. He went right after his nose and beard. He's he oh. he, he, he had to make sure he was authentic first, oh. and then he was, it was great. It Happened was really to me cool. at the Eagle once. Oh, I'm not even, I but can't I believe the nose in the same story. Well, okay, no, right. I won't post those photos. But yeah, post post the photo of Crawford at Santa. Yeah, I will, definitely. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, yeah, it makes me so happy. The kid, he's so adorable. Well, and don't forget, buddies, everyone can send, send Kevin a little a Christmas gift, right? He's a daddy, so maybe Crawford would like some things like a million dollars for college. Send that to Kevin. 
Right? So they, they, they should send you some gifts. No. Oh, okay. We are. We have everything we need. We are very happy. That's that's really beautiful. Well, post the photos. It's great. And then if you need a good laugh, go ahead to watch the Jackie Mason Amore music video. And to 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 cleanse that palate, something a little bit more serious. Yeah, then head over to HBO and watch the Apollo documentary. I promise it's worth it. We, I, and I, there's no connective tissue on this one. I don't think I can. I know. I tried. I tried to have like a good transition, honestly, but I. There no, really is. There's no connective there. tissue unless Jackie Mason no. filmed at the Apollo, and we don't know about it. Probably. I'm not touching that. <laughs> no, probably not. All right, then. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.